Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 3733. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Mark. And Julia. This is day number seven of Ian's incarceration. You've been counting. I have. I've been keeping keeping an update uh, for those that, well, you know, people don't tune in every day. They don't tune in every minute of Free Talk Live, even though I'm here every minute, it seems, these days. Um, Not everybody is. I can tell you on my day off, I don't listen to the whole show that Ian and Dale do. But I haven't had that day off in quite some time because Ian's in jail. And he's in jail for 90 days for standing in front of a police car because he felt that they were arresting someone unjustly. I went and visited him today. He appears to be in reasonably good health. You know, we, we talk enough on the telephone, um, him calling in to give me, you know, instructions on how to run our business and that kind of thing that, uh, you know, there's no no new news, really. I guess he's has has had some work to do. They've given him some, some yep. jobs. He's a gravy scooper. Yeah, he's done some food service work. And apparently he was was to do some maintenance. By that, they mean, you know, messing with the lawn and that kind of thing, really? which is totally not Ian. He like, also got his ears cleaned out. What? Uh, he called last night and he told me that he got a physical for the first time in his adult years. He's, what, been an adult for over 10 years so he got his first physical since he's been an adult and the doctor cleaned his ears out they told him there was so much wax in there and that would have cost him about 120 dollars if he had done it outside what a bargain yep and he can hear better now Uh, well awesome (laughs) yep (laughs) kids keep your ears clean they have those little, uh, uh, I don't know what they're called, little squeegee things yeah. that you get at the store that kind of spray water in your ear. That's the best way to keep your ears clean. Um, little hydrogen peroxide yeah. mixed in there sometimes if uh, if, if you need to do the, the real dirty work. But Q-tips, don't stick those things in your ears, kids. No. Uh, anyway, give us a call at 855-450-FREE. Till then, we're going to work on a little show prep here. I've got an article from theagitator.com. That's theagitator.com. This is Radley Balco's blog. He also works for uh, the, the Huffington Post. So he, he knows, does dual work here and Reason Magazine. Uh, so more than dual work, triple work. And it says the Texas appeals courts um, said that motorists have no right to potentially exculpatory dash cam footage. Drivers have no recourse if police say the tape from a dash cam mounted video is not available, according to a ruling Wednesday from the Texas Court of Appeals. Mark Lee Martin wanted to defend himself against d- drug possession charges filed in the wake of an August 29, 2008 traffic stop. Oh, that that sort of justice she does swing so swiftly. 2008 <laughs> was that three years ago? Yeah. I ah, finally got a ruling on this one. Man, what do you think these judges are doing all this time? They must be so busy with cases and justice, yeah. dispensing justice. Uh, but he was told that no video was available. Travis County Sheriff's Department Darren Jennings claimed that he pulled over Martin that evening because he failed to signal a left-hand turn within uh, less than two weeks after the incident. Martin's attorney formally requested that the department preserve video evidence from the stop. Subpoenas were issued to ensure all videos and dispatch um, calls would be saved. At trial, Jennings was asked by the camera evidence uh, why the camera evidence had not been kept. Since I didn't put it in my report, it wasn't preserved. 
because I didn't believe it had any any type of evidential value. Isn't that convenient? Yeah. Now, make it to make it clear, it goes on here in the story just a little bit later to say that as long as there's um, th- with within thirty days, uh, you know they. That they the lawyer has thirty days to tell the cops to keep the video. Now he told them within two weeks, but since it wasn't in the cops' report, they didn't keep it because so basically only what the cop says is what's important. So basically, the, when the cop files his report, he just decides not to include the video. Okay, yep, is that that's, that's what you're saying? In this case, that was the case. Yeah, you know, nothing particularly. You know, I mean, they just ignored the lawyer, essentially, and just listened to whatever the cop said. Um, The dash cam is automatically activated when the officer turns on his emergency lights. Department policy states that all video must be automatically saved for 30 days. Jennings could not say whether his machine was operating at all that night, but he would have noted either – it wouldn't have – Excuse me, would have noted either that the beginning or the end of the shift if the device had not been functional. So Jennings stated that the only way to know for sure if the videos had been taken would be if he had preserved the video. Martin argued the police were obviously hiding evidence. The officers intentionally destroyed the video and thereby put exculpatory evidence as far as the search is concerned or evidence favorable to the accused out of reach of the accused, Martin's attorney claimed. This, this makes sense to me. Yeah. We feel that for no other reason, the search is invalid, and any evidence found as a result of that search should be suppressed. The appellate court found no merit to this argument. We agree that the state that the record supports a finding by the district court, the police did not act in bad faith. <laughs> Throwing away evidence that they had been asked to keep within the time frame is not in bad faith. Shouldn't it's just the stupid. charges be dropped? See, they should add this. It shouldn't be just bad faith. It should be stupid faith, too. Incompetent <laughs> faith. Because if a bureaucrat acts incompetently, and that's what happened here, they were told within their time frame they, they did not do their job, and thus, in, thus making them incompetent. And this happens so often. This is why they call bureaucracies incompetent. This is why they call bureaucracies bureaucracies. Bureaucracies, yep. <laughs> they, they don't have competence. And people working within them, even though they may in their own lives be competent, are not competent in their jobs because they can't actually move inside the bureaucracy. It's like, it's like trying to swim in maple syrup. You can't do it. A normal, everyday person is suddenly turned into an incompetent moron by working inside of these bureaucracies. The court found no evidence that bad faith because the officer testified that he had no clue whether there was even a record made. Relevant excerpt from his Reason article, Radley Balco's here, on uh, March last March, Justice Leanne, oh, whatever, Daffinote, of the uh, Second Court of Appeals in Texas complained in a dissent that when defendants accused of driving while intoxicated in Fort Worth challenged the, uh, uh, the charges in court, dash cam video of their arrest is often missing or damaged. This is a judge complaining that the, the footage is often miss, missing or damaged. And she'd know. At some point, Daffino wrote, courts must address the repeated, repeated failure of officers to use recording equipment and their repeated inability to remember whether the car they were driving on patrol or DUI stop contained the video equipment. The, the fact is that the people of Fort Worth, this is the people of everywhere, are required to pay for their bureaucrats to have these cameras. And the cameras are used whenever it is convenient for those people to use them. However, when they're not used, they're often not used and the, the evidence isn't given over when it's inconvenient for them. Here's something I don't understand. If this cop can't remember the events of the evening, he can't remember if the camera was on, if there was footage, how is his testimony from that evening valid in any way? 
<laughs> it, it, you know, he, he he's a law enforcement officer. He wrote it. He wrote the stuff up at the time, right. so he must have known what was going okay. on at the time. Obviously, he deals with a bunch of criminals all the time. Criminals just like this man here, um, all the time. So, what's the big deal if he can forget some of these things? It's not a big deal to uh, him. Yeah, to him. So uh, apparently, uh, Bradley Balco goes on and says, well, I guess they're addressing it now. They're giving cops a how-to guide when it comes to destroying dash cam footage that makes them look bad or that could exonerate a motorist. Just make it look like you're incompetent, not malicious. Well, the way this guy, this cop that you're quoting, he sounds incompetent to me. It, it, it's, I don't see how that's that's all it is. He doesn't I mean, know if he deleted the footage. He may have. It may not have been working. He wasn't paying attention. Huh? I, I, I don't know. Uh, let's I, we've got a call here. Let's uh, go to, to Vince in Illinois. Vince. Hey, this is Vince in Illinois. Howdy. How are you doing? Uh, just fine. What, what would you like to talk about? I just wanted to uh, I figured I could stop you a little kooky. I'm kooky. I'm kooky. Yes, you're kooky. Okay, so you know a kooky friend there, uh, Julia. Yes, Julia. Okay, Julia's kooky too. Go on. So, first of all, what y'all preach is is hate. Hate. Um, Whom do I hate, Vincent? Much, y- y'all, y'all are terrorists. I'm a terrorist. Uh, first, yes. Okay. Second of all, Vincent. Uh, rather than making you, these positive statements, would you uh, get down to what it is that you're trying to say? I mean, because at this point, all you've done is name call. Well, you haven't given me a chance, Mark. You've called me a terrorist and a kook, and you said I'm hateful. Go ahead, Vincent. You're yelling now, Mark. You can't tell me you're not hateful. I, I'm asking. You're calling me a kook and a terrorist. Okay, right, Vincent, so you, do you think you, that people that get called kooks and terrorists are liable to yell? And by the way, I'm not yelling. You preach a failed ideology, Mark. What is that failed ideology? Excuse me? What are you talking about? You're breaking up, Mark. Good, goodbye, Benson. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free talk. Free talk live. 855-450-FREE. That's the Sickles toll-free line. 855-450-3733. This is Mark the Terrorist with you. And Julia the Kook. That's right. We, we are bringing kooky terrorism right to you. Did, do you think I should have held that guy over? I don't know. I felt like it was a prank call, personally. Yeah, and it, it was hard to, to tell. I like prank calls. I want prank calls, but it just didn't feel like he had anywhere to go. You know, like he got an opportunity to call us kooks, and I didn't drop him. And then he said that, uh, you know, we're I'm a terrorist, and I didn't drop him. And, uh, you know, then he says that I'm preaching a failed idea. And the best thing he had was sort of, you're raising your voice at me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I guess I wanted to have a little more out of him. Like, what is it that you disagree with? Not name calling. What do you disagree with? And I didn't feel like that was going anywhere. No. Maybe if I would have held him, held him over, I would have gotten something like that. But I just I felt like I had a guy that wanted to call names and it doesn't really forward the show. 
You can call in and call names. Just don't expect to be on the air for more than a couple yeah. of minutes. I mean, that's 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 what he got. And no big deal. So anyway, let's go on with uh, doing doing what we do around here. Okay, so you seem to be operating a little slower this August. Well, not me. I'm taking two golden capsules of Nature Bee plant pollen every day. I've been taking Nature Bee consistently for the last 18 months, and I feel better. I sleep better. I have more energy, and my digestive system works better. And now, here's Mike Buck with Nature Bee's Finish Off the Summer with a Bang Plan. Hello there. You know you're right, Mark. I'm telling you, gang. Look, everybody, it's hard to enjoy the great summer weather if you're too tired. And that's where Nature Bee plant pollen comes in from Clean Green New Zealand. It's a power pack. Every single vitamin, amino, mineral, and antioxidant you need all occurring naturally. And what do you get? Better digestion, much better sleep, and the bottom line, which we all need, much more energy. It seems everywhere you look these days, you see bottles and of tablets, bottles of pills and concoctions uh, that, that promise you everything up to the moon. So why should we buy Nature Bee instead of any of those other products, Mike? Uh, that's the bottom line, because it works. We stand by that. Now, what other company have you ever heard of giving you what we do? A no-questions-asked, money-back guarantee. You can use Nature Bee for a full nine months. If you don't feel the power of our pollen, we promise, you just send back the empty bottles for a 100% full refund. And remember, a giant six-month supply is just ninety nine ninety five plus delivery, three extra months for free, 37 little pennies a day to feel like a million bucks. Why don't you make the toll-free call and let's prove it to you? one eight six six. 834-8355, all the way to New Zealand, 866-834-8355. Or, of course, it's online, Nature Bee's website, easy to operate, Nature Bee. That's naturebee.com. You know, uh, as I understand it, Mike, about 90, more than 90% of people that try Nature Bee continue getting Nature Bee, then order it again. Is that right? Yeah, and you know what? Who is going to order and reorder and reorder if it's not working? That's proof in the pudding, gang. It's and obvious. that, no risk. Absolutely. Everyone, be just like me. Don't wait. Get your Nature Bee today. Call 866-834-8355. I'm reordering. I continue to reorder. It's 866-834-8355 or click online to naturebee.com. I do love that Nature Bee. So let's go back into this uh, this topic of uh, Radley Balco's article here. He's What he's pointing out is that basically... Police officers have, according to the Texas Appeals Court here, and they could go all up to the Texas Supreme Court, but I don't hold much hope out for this going this way because this is how it's going all across the United States. Um, this isn't just Texas. This doesn't just affect you if you're in Texas. The fact is that this is the direction the United States is going, is that police officers, if they don't feel like it, don't have to turn over uh, dash cam footage to you. All they have to do is say, eh, I don't know what happened to it. They don't have to they, they don't have to they have no obligation to hold it in this day and age where you can get Google to hold your emails forever and ever online that storage is so cheap. Police officers don't have to hold the, the video more than 30 days. Every trial takes more than 30 days, which means that if they didn't feel like the, the, the dash cam footage was beneficial to them, they can just let it expire and it disappears. So they don't have to give it to you. And I, I, I do. I frankly, in an adversarial system, that's what they call this court system, an adversarial system in an adversarial system. I don't trust the other side to do what's right. They I don't know how you could. I mean, you know, they, you're telling me that every single cop on that. I mean, police are human, right? 
You're telling me that every single one of them is so superhuman that they never, ever lie or, you know, take advantage of the power they have. Exactly. Even just honest uh, mistakes. Interpret something inappropriately. The there was a, a story recently, and I just love going back to this one because it it proves my case so well. In Green uh, Greenville, Green something, Green something, Massa, Massachusetts, Greenfield is it Greenfield, Massachusetts. There were uh, there was one cop that beat a man blind at a traffic stop. There were three other cops that stood around, and a woman videotaped uh, the incident. They sued that one. They actually charged that woman criminally with wiretapping these police officers because they didn't know they were being videotaped. Now. Either a, it's uh, you know this cop knew that uh, well I can always beat somebody in front of other cops because no cop's ever going to turn me in and this is common behavior I wouldn't do it for these cops and this is the thin blue line the brotherhood and this is how we do business or b he got really lucky and found the three count them three cops in the uh, police force that would not report him and had, would back him up um, and in the lie he told, which is the suspect reached for the gun. The video showed that that did not happen. So reached for the cop's gun. So the, the video said that that didn't happen. You don't even have to have a gun on you to get beaten. They'll beat you just because they have a gun on them and they yeah. say that you went for it. So um, and, and, you know, that's how it turned out. This would if it wouldn't have been for this video, this guy would have just been beaten blind and no big deal. And the woman was charged? The woman was charged with wiretapping because she, she, well, she violated the rights of these poor police officers who were, they didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm sickened by it. And I, the, the, I, I come to the conclusion that, uh, you know, I, I don't think these guys are always uh, looking out for us. I think that there are some that are. But I just don't feel like you can trust cops. Uh, I would say that's a universal feeling. It's It's not just you. It's pretty close. So, you know, here in this adversarial system where the prosecutor and law enforcement work together to convict people, the law enforcement now has the added advantage of not having to show uh, the uh, to show evidence that they might have. Uh, We don't have to preserve evidence. So a cop. Could just say, I found drugs in this car. Yes. That's what, that, that's what happened with this guy. This, uh, the cop claimed that they found drugs in this guy. This guy wanted the dash cam footage because he was going to fight it. Now, I assume when a guy's fighting a charge like this, in, in a day and age when 99% of cases are solved with plea bargaining, that a guy asking for evidence, wanting to take it to trial, is probably innocent, believes yeah. he's innocent, because... The the 99% of people, I would assume, either are guilty or believe that they just can't fight a case. A guy willing to fight a case believes that he didn't do it. And so he wants the cops' evidence, and they don't have to – these public servants that tax you to, to run these things don't have to produce the video. What can you do about it? Uh, we used to have a product on the show called freedomcam.net. Uh, it's the GPS black box dash cam. You can go there. I think it's free, freedomcam.net. I didn't check it before we uh, started. But I, I have a I have video running in my car at all times. Really? Uh, absolutely. I, you know, I, I don't expect to have any trouble, but obviously they're not going to help me with their video. Yeah. It's freedomcam.net.
Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Where's something worth saying? Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 855-450-3733. Go check out shop.freetalklive.com. There we have uh, portals to Amazon and Newegg. Do the shopping that you normally do online, but do it through shop.freetalklive.com because, well, Free Talk Live gets a percentage. It doesn't cost you any more, and you can support the the show that you listen to and enjoy. It's shop.freetalklive.com. There's so much stuff there to uh, choose from. Shop.freetalklive.com. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. If you have been the victim of one of these injustices, it is you should fight this because otherwise people are just going to run over you, whether they're the government or individuals. It costs less than the, this course, Jurisdictionary.com, costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy. The average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. I've taken the course. I've actually gone through it twice. It's awesome. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com. They have all kinds of free tools there for you, free legal flow chart, free weekly tips and tactics newsletter, free legal dictionary. Watch free videos, then buy the course. It's jurisdictionary.com. Remember, use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's jurisdictionary.com. They have actually an affiliate program there where you can make money talking to people about this great program. Jurisdictionary.com. Now, Julia, we talked about the story before the show. You have a story where apparently in Australia they're not letting little little boys and girls go pee pee. That's correct. This is this is from Australia, like you said. It's um, the Sydney Morning Herald, and parents are alarmed that children at primary school in Melbourne's east begin in Melbourne's east begin wetting themselves after after the school tested an approach that discouraged them from going to the toilet. In class time. Why would the school want to discourage children from going to the bathroom? You know, you know the when I saw this, it, it kind of hit home for me because I remember really, for some reason, distinctly remember this in school. Like just there were times where they didn't want you to go. I can't think of another reason except for control. Like because when you're in elementary school, you're learning valuable lessons right you're learning how to how to be on time and you're learning how to get along with others mm-hmm. and I, I think one of the holding your bladder seems like a really important lesson <laughs> but not at five right well i mean but I, i'm just i'm just saying that you know that that victories as opposed right. to defeats in this area is i what's think going it, to teach i think kids. just listen you know do what you're told i think is a huge message here that, I, I, I mean that, that's what that's what school seems to care about holding is that, your bladder is a really important lesson yes however when you're just learning how to go to the bathroom on your own it's probably not the best time to teach it and it's probably not your teacher's job to teach it either yeah it seems like in kindergarten my experience in kindergarten was you could go to the bathroom anytime you needed to go to the go potty and that if you needed help 
the teacher would come help you and that this was, you know, this was the normal course of things that you wouldn't want to test kids in primary school on uh, bathroom skills. Yeah, it seems wrong. So going on um, in the Q primary school trial, which parents said was conducted without their knowledge. That's nice. They're doing little tests on your kids without you uh, knowing about it. Mm, Right. Sweet. It's disturbing. Uh, The entire class would go to the toilet if one child needed to go during a lesson. One mother who asked not to be named said she first became aware of the trial when her child wet herself at the front door. Now, I, why, would, why would a parent not want to be named in a story like this? I don't know. Because they might see some kind of repercussions against their oh. child? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, people are so freaking scared of their governments these days that in Western civilizations, these are the bastions, the, 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 the bread baskets of freedom around the world. Parents are too afraid to stand up and say, yeah, my name is Mark Edge and I don't want you to keep my kid from going potty. I mean, that's the level of fear we have in Western democracies. Yeah, it's it's not right. And it may very well be a reasonable tack. I don't know if it is. It probably is. I mean, these kids, these government people have control of your, excuse me, these people, these government people have control of your kids all day long. If your kid was the source of some irritation for that bureaucrat, you don't think there'd be some kind of repercussion for their child? Yeah. Of course she doesn't want to be named. But this is how deeply People in free countries have gotten into bed with their government, and their government is an organization that uses violence to get what it wants. It, it, it's, it's so sick that it makes the whole class suffer when one child has to go potty. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. It so, doesn't, what doesn't make any sense to me is sending your kids to these schools. Yeah, that's okay. When I, I read this stuff, and I, I don't know, I just, I don't, if you send your kids to government school, especially if you're aware of this sort of thing, you're crazy. Well, I, you know, I think I, that, I, I think people, you know, I think the people have to come run up against whatever it is they have to run up against. For me, hearing enough stories about these kind of things was plenty. I don't need, you know, I don't want to send my kid to a government indoctrination center. But some people, you know, they're they're going. It it costs money. Yeah, they, they already charge you for the darn things. I know. And if you're in a reasonably good school district, you feel like your kid's getting a good education. I you don't know. I was in the best school district. I went to the school in the best school district. In fact, I um, my grand I went to my grandma. I used my grandmother's house as an address. So I'm a lawbreaker in high school. Um, and I guess my mom should have been put in jail like that woman was in Pennsylvania, I believe, for doing the same. They thing. had they have some um, in I saw in California once they were having sting operations where they were actually going to the homes to verify because so many people were doing this to verify that the parents because their the children really live there. Yeah, stink so bad. Um, so, I mean, it was inside the same school district. The same people were getting the money, but, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm sure that if they would have known, they would have given me all kinds of trouble. But I went to the best school district in the town and for high school, but I had gone to private school from kindergarten through eighth grade. I went from dean's list. That was the highest rating above honor roll in the private school to failing two or three classes in my freshman year, one year to the next. So you're not talking about a student. You're talking about teaching skills and sort of the care of teachers. I, you know, it was an immediate change. And, I, you know, the for environment me, you're in as well, the very worst thing that has happened to me in my life that from my standpoint was going to public school. I believe that it was a real spiral downward in my uh, life and resulting in me going to prison. I had a really terrible experience with public school as well. And um, I always went to public school. My parents said 
over and over again that they wish they'd never sent us to public school. But, um, you know, I ended up getting kicked out of school and I got myself into a lot of trouble. And I'd say the same thing that that was all because of public school. And if I, you know, if I had never went there, I think I would have been better off for sure. Yeah. Well, let's go on with the story. Right. So little girl standing at the front door to her house wets herself. Uh, Mom asks, what happened? She said, I'm holding on. I didn't want the whole class to have to come with me to the toilet. At first, when she told me about the rule, I didn't believe her. Okay. (laughs) I I imagine that she was probably surprised. Yeah, I I mean, it's shocking. Another mother took her high-achieving child to the doctor after she wet herself twice at home. This poor lady. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) This poor lady thought that there was something wrong with her baby because... (laughs) These dumb bureaucrats are trying out some new thing they didn't even t- bother to tell the parents about. Uh, I mean, this this social experiment where, well, if every if you have to go to the potty, Susie, we're gonna we're gonna have everybody go to the potty. Why? That's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The only thing I can assume, and I, you know, I'm, the only thing I can come up with in my mind, and I, I you know, I don't want to assume anything, but the only thing I can come up with in my mind is. It's. Uh, I guess they're thinking it's more efficient, or they want to use peer pressure to dissuade yeah. people from going to the bathroom. It doesn't seem efficient at all. Like, everybody well, like, has it, to go to the bathroom at different times. You're talking about disrupting your day. Many. It, it would be efficient if you could get everybody. If these were little robots that you could program to go potty at the same time, that would be pretty convenient. Everybody steps down, everybody stops the lesson for five minutes, and then we go on and do it. You know, nobody misses anything. But... You know, frankly, most of <laughs> public schools don't teach to the kid in the middle. They teach to the kid kind of towards the the bottom. And that, you know, they sort of do this this dumbing down process. Your smart kid, he can handle going out to go to the bathroom for a few minutes and then coming back. Don't worry. He hasn't missed anything. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Give us a call. call, Talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about uh, Australian, uh, a Australian's primary school district that's not right. like little, little kids go pee-pee. It's, it's, it's nice. I mean, you know, it's a little social engineering on your kid. And you can believe it's coming to a school near you. It, and matter of fact, they already are doing things like this. Teachers I remember it. Trying to dissuade kids from you. Using I the remember bathroom. it. And I remember kids wetting themselves a lot. It just depends on how much the, the regular teachers, because if they institute a school wide program, yeah. then the regular teachers that aren't nuts, you know, strict authoritarians um, will go along with it in order to, well, we're, we're experimenting here, um, whereas otherwise they might not be willing to do that. <laughs> uh, have you yourself ever wondered 
how they could possibly fix the debt crisis in Washington? Jeff Moran, a Harvard economist, makes it real clear what the problem is and proposes a solution. You can go see this video and several others that I have picked out at learnliberty.org slash FTL. These are great videos that you can watch that will give you the basics of the ideas of liberty and put them on your Facebook, share them with, uh, with other folks, uh, you know, like them uh, when you see them on uh, Friends of Yours. These are awesome videos. When you're there, check out the Liberty Academy link on the right-hand side. It's a course for people who want free online continuing education in economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. What more do you want from these people? They're giving you free online continuing education. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. <laughs> And you can go to the bathroom anytime you want yes. with their course. Yeah. So continue with the story if you would, please. All right. So just a quick recap. We're talking about these kids in Australia who primary school aren't being allowed to go to the bathroom because this is a some sort of a trial that they're trying out in this school district. Mm-hmm. And the parents weren't notified. And I think that that's the very worst part of this. Right. If Okay. So it's one thing to do this sort of social in, in experiment on your kid. But how would they have innovation if they didn't do some kind of experiments, especially in a monopoly system? And, of course, the only thing when you're dealing with teaching students, the only people you can do experiments on are students in order to see whether your systems are more effective. But the problem is, is that they believe that they own your kids. They be, and That's, that's this, very clear. Right. Here. You know, we are going to do experiments on your kids, whether you like it or not, because they probably thought or either a they don't give a flying flip at a rolling donut what parents feel like about their kids you know there's probably some some truth to that and secondly they um you know they they don't care and they don't feel like they need to involve you they don't want to they don't want to have to deal with the problems beforehand let's deal with the problems afterwards it's better to ask forgiveness than ask for permission i was just thinking that so 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 we were just talking about how parents were finding out about this. One mother took her child to the doctor because she wet herself three to times in a week. That can't be cheap, right? <laughs> right. Um, so the the mother was concerned. She hasn't done this since she was three. There was kind of a ripple effect where parents slowly became aware of changes in their children. Chain- children were complaining about headaches. They were constipated. They weren't drinking water and they were coming home with full bottles of water and drinks. Oh, my. A group of parents wrote Q primary principal Kim Dre expressing their concern about the trial and citing medical research about the impact of constipation on children. In an email obtained by The Age, Dr. Dre said that the whole class method of toilet break supervision was used successfully by some other schools and was being tested by some classes. So it worked other places. What's the big deal? Right. Like, I'm sorry, but. If you're a school principal, an elementary school principal, shouldn't you care about the needs of your, A, your students, your children, and the parents? I mean, they're technically your customers. They're they're really not, which is why they're able to get away with this. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, I'm absolutely stunned by this because... And you, were, you were going to school to be a teacher. I, I mean. went to school to be a teacher, and, and my mindset at that time was that I really wanted to help children... So I just don't understand how any teacher could go along with this because I couldn't. You know, if if you are a child teacher, I feel like you should be really concerned with child development. You should really love kids. And this just seems wrong to me. I don't understand how any teacher could go along with this. And it seems like the principal should be at the top. The principal should really care about kids, right? 
Well, I mean, administration, I don't think, is generally considered to be the most compassionate and by, by most folks. Maybe, you know, maybe they, they have to take the larger picture, and if some of our students have to be sacrificed along the way, well, so be it. We are the generals. Onward with our education. Let's go to Nell, um, listening in Colorado. Nell? Hey, is this street I lost? What's, what's Nell short for? Melvin. Nelson? Okay. Melvin. 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 Mel. Okay. (laughs) I misunderstood. How y'all doing? Uh, Just fine. What can I do for you? Well, I I was just wondering, you're a voluntary society. How would would roads work? Um, okay, for one, um, I you know I like to make this clear that I believe that a voluntarist society is something that we might deal with in the future. That uh, it's not something that we could do tomorrow. Um, and, Obviously, right, right. right. And I, what I I really believe, you know, from the bottom of my heart, that we would probably have personal flying vehicles at this point if the government, uh, through the FAA and uh, other organizations of itself, had prevented the this. Ultimate anarchist fantasy. What's that? Flying cars. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, for one, I'm not an anarchist and never have claimed to be. So, you know, um, don't call, okay. don't okay. call me one unless you want to be named called two, right? Um, oh, you can call me Mel. Thanks, Mel. You can call me Mark. <laughs> I'd prefer. Hi, Mark. You can call me a Markist. Um, so Hi, Markist. The, but, but if you want to talk about roads, I do believe that the marketplace can handle putting pavement on the ground. And don't you think that? Um, well, that would, Open this use to everyone who paved that road, and some people aren't going to consent to be paying for that road. And you ultimately have competing companies to pave those roads. Com- different. That's true. The people that want it would want to pave the ground would have different companies to choose from that would mm-hmm. pave the ground. I so suspect you're right. Need to go to Sunset Boulevard, and that's paved by Company A. Uh-huh. And I've paid, you know, for Company B, I wouldn't have access to Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Um, unless, unless the companies had agreements with each other, which I doubt they would. Okay. So, do you think every road would then be, um, you know, a, a toll road? Because I don't know how this would necessarily work um, in this particular world. But one thing I know that, you know, like for instance, Wait, Mark, you, you mean you don't have all the answers? Well, I'm, I'm doing my best here. Do you listen to the radio? Not really. Not that much. Um, you're listening now, though, right? Well, I was. I turned it off. I'm in the grocery store right now. Okay, great. Um, now, radios, uh, radio stations, there are different companies that own different radio stations, and somehow you can listen to all these uh, these radio. You know, the, nobody's got cornered the market on radios and just tuned it into one particular station and say you can't listen to other stations. And that radio station's free. You know, maybe uh, companies would say, I want to offer this road for free, and what I'll do is I'll pave giant Coca-Cola or Walmart ads into the road so that people can, uh, you know... Paving a road is a lot more work. You know how many roads there are, and how would the company... What do you propose, like homesteading for companies to take over the roads? Well, as far as uh, the taking... Are you talking about... Now you're talking about taking over roads. We were talking about paving ground. That's a logical conclusion. That's logical. I mean, you have to start. That's point A. Okay. So um, I think that probably what seems reasonable to me in in turning roads over to the free market, and I agree that governments have created a a, a huge amount of problems with all of their coercion and undoing their problems can be a Gordian knot. So, you know, I absolutely concur with you that uh, going from here to free can be difficult, um, much more difficult than if the market place was just allowed to grow on its own but yeah i think that people would be should be allowed to have the road that's in front of their house um that that is you know that going out to the center line of the road that that piece should be theirs and then likely they will find it beneficial will will, will take care of 
that rose in front of their house, I don't think that's going to work at all. Some people might, some people might not. Um, and remember, I do believe in flying cars, right? Like they've they've had a flying car since 1969 that just uh, has uh, been. It's not a fantasy. Look, I mean, it's a car that's existed since 1969. Why is that a fantasy? Okay, Mark. All right, all right, all right. Well, I mean, if you fantasies are things that don't exist okay, in reality, never, right? Never, look, bro, I'm into aviation. I've never heard of that. Okay, look up the Molner Air Car. Plus, there. The Molner Air Car. Molner, M O L N E R, I think. M O L N E R, Air Car. Check it out. That's since 1969. There are several cars competing. Space between air and car, or is it just one word? I don't know, dude. Google probably fix that for you automatically. Yeah. They'll they'll take care of it for you. Uh, There are several other cars that uh, have wings that they're working on right now. I've been, you know, the people send me this stuff. You know, I see it on the internet. And you you, you imagine that the average guy, average Joe, can fly a car. Um, Yeah, I I really do. I I think the average person can drive one. I mean, don't you think that at the turn of the century, uh, the the, the turn of the 20th century, some some jackhole probably called some, uh, you know, radio station and said, are you telling me that that, that people would be able to drive 3,000, excuse me, three-ton death machines? They'll kill people. They'll be running over children and horses. Folks will die. You're on the ground, Mark. You're not flying. Right. There's a difference between, uh, you're Vincent. That's awesome. Hey, Vincent. Thanks for the call. This is Mel. I can tell by your voice. It's the same one. I thought so, too. Awesome. Yeah, are you just trolling tonight? He's at the grocery Please store. Thank you. Bye. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 855-450-3733. It's uh, the show about your calls. You can call in and talk about anything you'd like. We've got uh, a very special guest on the line. Uh, line six here. Um, Ian. Hey. You're the main host of the show. What are you doing calling in? I'm not the main host anymore. <laughs> I'm in jail. I'm in jail. Yeah. Well, um, I want to set the record straight. We had uh, in the last hour, at the end of the last hour, somebody called in and uh, they were, um, we were discussing uh, flying cars, among other things. He was kind of trolling oh. me. And I said, it, I called it the Molnar Air Car. Now, mind you, I did look up Molnar Air Car. Um, I believe his yeah. air car is one word. And it's actually the Molnar uh, Muller Sky Car. But it's got a great website. You can go there. Apparently, they uh, you know let you invest or whatever. There's also the Terrafugia, um, which PC Magazine has a, a great article on sort of uh, you know, the transition to flying cars and specifically the Terrafugia, which I think oh. is coming into production next year. So, wow. So the, there's a competitor now. Yeah. That's good news. This this flaming uh, dork who has uh, tried to uh, troll me twice this evening, and he actually got through, um, has said that, uh, well, that – Flying cars are a fantasy, and <laughs> here's some video of one flying, dude. Mm, nice. So, what's your uh, it's only Ian, a matter what, of time? What, what's your experience like? Are you having a good time in jail? Are they giving you massages every day? <laughs> well, I, uh, I am getting my tax money's worth. I got a uh, free physical and uh, got some uh, some earwax blown out of my ears, like huge chunks of uh, wax. Like some people, the only physical now. they're going to get is there, and apparently, you're one of those people. 
Yeah, I have never had one as an adult, so uh, yeah. I'm due for a but physical. I, I haven't had one as an adult either, go, so I gotta go I gotta do something to get yeah. <laughs> get me a free physical. It's relatively easy, apparently. Yeah. Well, I'm also working as well, uh, so it's you know it's kind of nice. I haven't actually had to do any real work in a long time since I'm in radio, uh, and so I'm actually <laughs> working in a kitchen and you know, washing dishes and dishing out food and uh, that kind of thing. Well, somebody somebody's got to somebody's got to dish out the food there. It's better that they're using inmate labor than than paying staff, as far as I'm concerned. Now, yeah, pretty much, uh, if you're if you're sentenced here at uh, the Cheshire County uh, Keen uh, Spiritual Retreat, then you are given work to do. If you refuse to do the work, you will be put in uh, solitary confinement for 23 hours. You get a, a deeper likely, level of spiritual retreat. Yeah, and likely <laughs> you'll uh, not be qualifying for a good time, which in New Hampshire allows you to get out after two thirds of your sentence. Yeah, I think that that's basically what people want to uh, are going to want to know: is a how are you? Everything is good. And uh, food's B, pretty decent here. Yeah, I, I knew you'd like it. Your, your threshold for good food is low. <laughs> um, and B, when are you going to get out, I think, is what people want to know. Yeah, that's the tough question uh, because I'm sentenced to 90 days, which means I could be out in 60. However, there's another trial coming up here in less than like, just a couple, probably a few weeks from now. This is for uh, imbibing but- water from a brown bottle. Correct. At the city council meeting last year, I was arrested with Sam from the Obscure Truth Network and uh, another uh, young lady activist for drinking water at a city council meeting. So, speaking of Sam, disorderly conduct. Sam has left the town. What's what's uh, left town? What's uh, what's going on with him in that case? Is it, did they drop it uh, on him? He's, he's wanted. Okay, he's, he's a wanted uh, man for a, drinking uh, water from a brown yeah. bottle. Gotcha. Yeah, he never went to that arraignment, so there's a, probably a warrant for his arrest out at this point. Uh, well, I don't know what to say about that. All right. So, uh, so yeah, I'll be going to trial on that unless they continue it. I have put in a motion to continue. And that's two weeks from now? That, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I think the uh, the first hearing thing is in a couple of weeks, and then there's jury selection. So it'll probably be another three, three, four weeks till the actual trial. Gotcha. Uh, but if they give me a continuance, then it'll probably be put off till later this year. And I don't know if they will or not, so you know, it's all on the rope, up to the rope man. Uh, but essentially, my position is that you know, I can't act, uh, uh, I can't appropriately prepare for a trial while I'm in here because the prison law library doesn't give you access to oh you know things like the New Hampshire Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, the court rules, uh, the Keene City statutes. You don't need those Keen things. Yeah, all you really have here are the New Hampshire statutes, and so it's a really crippled situation. Of course, most of these guys don't do their own defending anyway, so it's not like people really complain very often about it. Uh, so, you know, whether that will persuade the rogue man uh, to, you know, cut me a break and let me actually prepare for this trial and, you know, talk to my witnesses and review my evidence, uh, which, you know, includes video evidence, which I can't access here either because I have no Internet uh, access, uh, is all uh, in his hands. And so we'll see. So, you know, worst case scenario, I go to trial, the jury finds me guilty, and I'm put in here for another year or so. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that could happen. I mean, is you it are the same judge? You. Yep, same judge. It seems unlikely that he would, uh, if, you know, I, I think he wants to see whether his uh, sentence would work, it would seem to me. Plus, it's going to be difficult to find somebody guilty of drinking uh, water out of a brown bottle. Um, I, mean, I hope you're right about that. I mean, it seems like it's uh, a good case for me because it, if you've actually seen the video, I think there's some over at the Obscure Truth Network channel on YouTube. Uh, if you've seen the video, the mayor actually is reading a prepared statement after he interrupts his own meeting to uh, threaten us for drinking water. So it's clear that they came into that meeting with the intention of stopping their own meeting and uh, going after us. And, of course, the claim is going to be that we 
disrupted their meeting by drinking water from brown, uh, brown bottles, yeah. which is, of course, absolutely absurd, uh, especially when there's a city councilor at that very same meeting drinking water from a clear bottle. And if it's suspicious to drink from brown bottles, why aren't they searching all bottles? Because I mean, she could have gin or vodka in that. Uh, she probably that did. Bottle. You know, the uh, the boring, funny thing is, is you get to depose the mayor in, in this particular trial. I mean, what are these people yeah. doing? They're 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 silly. They're going to bring this to trial and let you depose the mayor. Yeah, that is something that I need to figure out how to do. Is uh, I haven't gotten a witness list from the the city in this case. And so I don't know if they're going to call him or not, in which case I do definitely want to call him as a witness. Oh, sure you do. Um, yeah, because the other people I would call would be, uh, the only other people that would be worth calling would be the city manager and the city attorney. And both of those guys are professional, you know, bureaucrats and they're very slick, whereas this guy is not. Well, what so you should do is call have. every single city councilor, too. You want to have everybody who is in that room sit on that uh, trial. I This going fast I trial? It's expensive, though. Why is it expensive? That's the problem. You've got to pay witnesses. And, uh, and then I'd have to, uh, because I can't serve the papers, I'd have to have somebody else serve them. I mean, I may be able to find some volunteers to do that, but if I can't, then you have to pay the sheriff's department to serve each one of them. I so I think I'd keep it simple and just call the mayor. Gotcha. Well, um, oh, and I'd call the uh, I'd call the uh, the head of the local uh, cable access channel who was monitoring the entire time and came in and stormed in after the city clerk pulled the audio feed to the local uh, cable access channel once they. The S started to hit the fan in there. She yanked the audio feed, and the audio went dead. So he came down and, uh, you know, basically had it out with them over that. So he's probably they had promised to not to do off. such a thing. Well, it's really it makes them look really bad. It makes them look like they're trying to, to hide something. Um, also, you put in some kind of motion for reconsideration on this case, and so the possibility exists, remote as it might be, that the judge will reconsider his own sentence. Um, yeah, that's a possibility. I don't know how likely it is. I certainly am not planning on it. So where's the, the where does the smart money sit on uh, how long you're going to be in jail? I haven't the slightest clue. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to say. I mean, these people, you know, they may not be done trying to teach me a lesson. So, I mean, there, there could be another year on the disorderly if I get convicted of that. And if I get convicted of that, then there's also the contempt of court charge uh, that I got. Because when you're out on bail, if you get arrested for anything at all, pretty much, uh, you get another charge, which is contempt of court. So uh, that, of course, is uh, one of those things where they'll just sentence you to whatever they want. Yes. So it's all pretty much up in the air. Well, um, I, I'm going to take my guess, and so far my guesses have been pretty good in these uh, these, these situations with you. And I'm going to take, um, say, between 60 and 70 days. Yeah. I think it's likely. Yep. So there you go. So that's my that's the latest on me. Well, and anything else you want to want to share to people? What's what's your advice uh, in doing jail time? Uh, well, you definitely, if you want to do it, you should do it in New Hampshire, at least here in uh, Cheshire County, because the jail is brand new and uh, the kitchen's pretty nice, the food's decent. Um, and, you know, as long as you're not crazy and uh, psychopathic and suicidal, you'll probably be in population with the rest of uh, the people here. And there could be there could be a, there are a lot worse jails uh, out there. I mean, there's no doubt about that. What can people do for you, real quick? Uh, they can move to New Hampshire, join the Free State Project, uh, donate to mailtojail.com because I'm not the only activist that is in jail or will be in jail. And I think Mail to Jail is one of the most useful resources out there uh, for, for activists keeping in touch with folks in jail. Ian Freeman, thanks for the call. Hey, thanks. Free Talk Live. You. 
You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free line, 855-450-3733. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver, either as a hedge against inflation, as an investment. It seems like it's going up on a pretty regular basis these days, or as a barter currency in case things go south, or, in fact, people are using barter currency, using silver as real money anyway. Go check out gold.freetalklive.com. We have teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates. And as, as I understand it, these are the best rates that one can get from sort of an online purveyor of, of precious metals. You might be able to go to eBay and um, you know scalp something really cheap there, but your time's worth something too. I have uh, been buying from Midas. I'm very happy with the results. Um, it's gold.freetalklive.com. Over there, we've got all kinds of different coins and, and pieces Whatever it is that you might need to get gold and silver into your hands, it's gold.freetalklive.com. Also, the archives. Free Talk Live offers you archives going back to 2006 on, you know, for free. You don't have to put you don't have to put anything out in order to get these. It's just go to archives.freetalklive.com. I don't think any other radio show that I know of is offering uh, is offering you such a deal. It's archives.freetalklive.com. Com. Julia, we've been talking about a um, Australian school primary school policy that's not letting little kids go pee pee, right? Uh, basically, and um, please continue with the article. Okay, so when we left off, the principal basically was questioned. Angry parents didn't know about this, calling her up, and um, so this is her her statement. Is uh, team leaders met at the end of last week to discuss the trial approaches, and although you may find this surprising, some commented on a decrease in disruption in class lessons. So that's really what this is all about, is is they want you to spend less time in the bathroom and more time in the classroom, for whatever reason. The email said an unexpected and welcome consequence of the trials had been a decrease in the long-term and persistent problem of deliberate toilet vandalism. Can I also relay something I cannot write in the publicly available newspaper that this is the first week since I've arrived at this school that the assistant principal teachers and I have not had to deal with graffiti toilets blocked with clothing, food or toilet paper rolls. Sounds like the kids really think that school stinks. Yeah. You know, this, this kind of thing did not happen at my private school, uh, you know, vandalism like this. I'm, I'm sure some people wrote some things in pencil on the wall or maybe carved their name into some of the wood. I mean, I can't say that that didn't occur, but, uh, you know, blocked up toilets with clothing and things like that. I, I don't remember anything like that happening. I'm sure that I wasn't paying the closest attention and didn't have the most information, but I, vandalism didn't seem to be a problem at my primary school. Yeah, it, I don't think it was a problem at my elementary school either. Um, but 
I guess it's a problem in Australia, supposedly. It's probably a problem in lots of primary public schools um, around the globe because, well, I think government school is probably getting worse and worse all yeah. the time. Let's go to the phones. We've got Gene, the Christian anarchist, calling in, probably from Tennessee. Gene? Hello. How are you doing? Doing good. Sorry to hear about Ian. Sounds like you're calling from your bathroom. Well, I just took it off the speakerphone. Okay. I had it on there when I was on hold. Yeah, sorry to hear about Ian, but uh, it's only a matter of time until the uh, the goons throw uh, anybody in jail that would bother to, re- you know, that would raise their head up against them. So. Yeah, that's that is what they do. Yep, that's what they do. They're gun- they're thugs with guns, and they're not afraid to use them. So- I wanted to talk about. Ron Paul. You ever heard of this guy? I have. We've been talking about him pretty much every night um, over Great. the last uh, you know, two, two or three days. He won the Ames, Iowa straw poll. This is a very important straw poll. And, well, he was second. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, you're right. He came in second, 152 votes behind uh, uh, Michelle Bachman. It feels like very a win close. to me because if he would have won, they would have taken the results and just shoved them to the wayside. But as a result, um, Bachman, whom he pretty much in all the polls is neck and neck with, he's he's pretty you know right on par with her. She they pole vaulted her into first tier status, and some news organizations are calling Ron Paul first tier, and some of them are just saying ah that. Crazy old Ron, him and, you know, the idea that fighting six wars, having troops in 130 nations on a thousand military bases around the world is somehow leading to the financial ruin of the United States is in some way a factor in uh, the insolvency of America. What nonsense. Yeah, that sounds like crazy ideas to me. Well, uh, I called your show when Ron Paul was running the first in 2007, and after I saw the Ron Paul signs going up everywhere and everybody getting excited on the, about the Ron Paul campaign. And I saw this spontaneous eruption of support um, nationwide, even worldwide uh, groups just springing up everywhere without direction from the campaign that I thought, you know what, there's no way they can stop Ron Paul from being president. And I called your show and I said, you know what, he's going to make it. This is it because it's going to snowball you know, the popularity will snowball as people learn about freedom and liberty and these issues that are important about why the economy is collapsing or why the economy will collapse at that point. I said, uh, people are going to wise up and they're going to they're going to gang together against the machine and we're going to actually get somebody who's uh, a liberty minded candidate in office. Well, I was wrong, obviously. Clearly, Ron Paul did not win in the 2008 he did election. did not win because I did not factor in the uh, media burying information about Ron Paul, and they did that. There is absolute proof that they... They're still doing it. (laughs) And That's right, and this is the point I was going to make, is this time around, they're also doing it, but this time, his popularity is greater, so that I think we can overcome the media bias through social networking and other uh, means of... I think the media is going to have – if they're going to use the tack of trying to scuttle Ron Paul, and I don't think they're trying to scuttle Ron Paul. I think – here's what I think when it comes to the media. Um, and Not everybody's going to agree with this. I don't think the media is sort of the – I think there's a little liberal bias, but it's not a huge liberal bias. I think that really what it's all about is for the media is they don't want to seem stupid 
for covering Ron Paul if the average person thinks that Ron Paul is a pointless candidate. So they th- they say to themselves, well, everybody knows Ron Paul can't win, so why in the world would we cover him as though he has a chance to win? We'll look silly. So then the average person that hears the news says, well, Ron, it'd be silly for me to uh, root for Ron Paul. He obviously can't win. The media doesn't think he's going to win. So the media then says, well, obviously the average person doesn't think Ron Paul's going to win, so we can't cover him. So this it's this circle um, that goes around. And I think that basically the, what's incumbent upon the Ron Paul campaign, and I don't mean like a normal uh, campaign. I mean people who want Ron Paul to be in office is to simply overcome that with enthusiasm, uh, that you know, well, berating I, I the media organizations isn't going to work. I think there is more to it than that. Okay. So I think there is an organized effort behind the scenes because all of your major media are owned by certain conglomerates who will definitely suffer if someone like Ron Paul gets in because their monopoly will, will wind up losing its edge. And uh, so I think there is an effort now. It's not, I don't think it's at every level of the media. I don't think everybody's in on it. But I definitely think that the chairman of the boards are definitely uh, pointing things in a certain direction. So, Gene, do you have something else? Do you have something else? Do you want to go on? or? I did. I wanted to share something Hold about our medical practice. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free SACL CAI toll-free line. That's why toll-free lines are toll-free. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can see Julia and I doing the show. We, uh, the audio's there. There's a chat room. You can see the see the show being done, and that, too, is free. It's cam.freetalklive.com. Real quick, the Free State Project freestateproject.org. The Free State Project is a project to move liberty-loving individuals to one state. The spread-out thing hasn't been working. Getting them all in one state, we're hoping will have a larger effect. It seems to be having an effect. There's legislation that's gone through that's cut the size of government. I think it was a 12% cut in the budget this year. Uh, 14, I believe, free staters have been elected to the New Hampshire House. More than 100 legislators in the New Hampshire House are rated as... I think A minus or better, maybe it's B plus by the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. So New Hampshire actually having some luck in this area of uh, moving towards more liberty. Lots of people talk about liberty. Not too many places doing it. It's freestateproject.org. Find out more. Let's go back to Gene, the Christian anarchist on the phone here. Gene? Well, the only other thing I wanted to cover was uh, some things that people can do. Like in our business, we've got a waiting room. Uh, you know, we have a small medical office, so we have a waiting room on one wall, 
with a table yeah. I have set up where I put up a lot of Ron Paul literature. I put up the uh, the Four Liberty DVDs there. And What's I the, the Four Liberty DVD? I'm not familiar with that. Four Liberty. It's about the Ron Paul Revolution. Oh, I guess I did. Yes, I am familiar with it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can see it on YouTube for free. Um, the other thing is uh, once a month I go to the Republican meeting for this county, and I set up a little table there, and I put Ron Paul stuff there, and I talk to people about Ron Paul. I wear my, my sticker and my hat, you know, and uh, let people know. See, last time around, we kind of, most of us Ron Paul supporters kind of hid in the back, and, you know, we're trying to be spies or whatever, you know, trying to infiltrate uh, and sneak in and become a delegate or whatever. Well, I'm not doing that this time. It's all above board, and I'm and I'm wearing it on my sleeve, and I'm telling people what I think, and I think it's more effective. People are waking up. It, it, they seem to be. I mean, the, the message seems to – the message is resonating with more people than it was the last time, um, and that's what gives me hope about it. Even if Ron Paul doesn't get elected – he, the message will be get spread farther and wider. I hope he does. I'm I'm certainly you know I, I hope he does, and I'm get, I'm I'm excited after this uh, AIM straw poll results. Ron Paul actually performs better against Obama in polls than Michelle Bachman does, and within just a couple few points of uh, Mitt Romney, he's an actual candidate that could perhaps beat Obama. How in the world is are, is uh, Romney going to get people excited about doing away with uh, Obamacare when he was the one who instituted Romney care? I you know to me I, I think that guy is you know he's he's the worst candidate the Republicans could put up. I don't care. I think this this uh, this nation is circling the toilet bowl as we speak and it really doesn't matter whether Obama or Romney get put in place, but if you wanted to have uh, some more time, Ron Paul is the way to go. And I think that uh, we don't have time for an election in uh, 2016 or whatever it is, because uh, we're, it'll be too late by then. So I think it's this time or no time. Could be. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's Thanks all I had to say. And uh, tell Ian hi for me. <laughs> okay, Gene. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Jericho in Virginia. Jericho? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. What's going on? Hey, if I ever told you I love the music you guys play going in and out of your show, go for Megadeth, the ministry's just one fix. I mean, that's just awesome. I, ha- <laughs> I have no idea. The long-haired devil music that uh, Ian has picked out does nothing for me. <laughs> oh, it rocks my world, man. Anyway, uh, you were talking about media bias, and I believe it was you that mentioned you weren't sure there was a huge liberal media bias. I disagree. I think there's a massive liberal media bias. And what they don't cover with their media bias is a massive conservative media bias, i.e. Fox News, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 to me, it gets ridiculous. The last, what, what day was the straw poll? Saturday? Something it's like all that. Heard, it's all we've heard since Saturday through Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Fox News, even my local newspaper. Of course, it was an AP story, so you can't blame it on Northern Virginia Daily. You know, but uh, how... The top three leaders of the polls right now for the Republicans are Michelle Bachman, Mitt Romney, and Rick Perry. Yeah. When Ron Paul is the one who came in a very close second to Michelle Bachman, you sure. just mentioned he polls better against Obama than Bachman does. Yep. I mean, it's these guys, left and right, both cover up Ron Paul for a very good reason. They're right covering up because if Ron Paul can come in and take over the Republican Party, they'll never get it back. 
because it'll be Ron Paul, then Rand Paul, and other freedom-minded people like them after that. The Republicans will never be the same. I agreed that the Republicans will never be the same because there's a difference between Republicans lying about uh, freedom and the Constitution and Republicans exactly. telling the truth about the freedom and the Constitution. And Ron Paul and, and Rand Paul seem, seem to be attempting to do that. And there are some other people sort of uh, you know lurking about in the, the U.S. House that are better than others. But Ron Paul certainly is the standard bearer of the ones that are best. But I have this question is if there's a liberal media bias, why wouldn't they want Ron Paul to disturb the Republican Party? I mean, wouldn't they want that? Because I believe, no, they wouldn't want that. They would love to see the Republican Party disturbed. But the problem is once Ron Paul gets the nomination, I mean – I, I believe a thousand percent that Ron Paul would smoke Obama in the polls. But how could they possibly believe that? I mean, they they believe he's irrelevant, um, and I mean they make him sound irrelevant. I believe that. I think they believe he's very relevant, but it's their job to make him look irrelevant. You're giving an awful lot of credit to these. I mean, you know, most of these producers of these TV programs are between the ages of twenty and thirty. Frankly, uh, the ones oh, that that set up the uh, the interviews and things like that, I tend to believe. Otherwise, I, you know, I'm if, if there's a liberal bias, it would seem to me that the liberals would want Ron Paul to uh, to do well. I mean, wouldn't a liberal like to see less war? Oh, yeah, for sure. But but then again, you still have liberals. It goes back to, uh, I'm sorry, Johnson. Back in the '60s, who was very much a part of military industrial. Yeah, but conflict. but that's th- <laughs> those are the politicians, though, Jericho. I mean, oh, the average point there, yeah. But, the, the, I mean, the, the people on TV aren't politicians. They're they're the the same kind of morons out here like we are that uh, that accept this crap that the politicians dish out. And the right. average liberal would like to see a heck of a lot less war. The war movement's huge when de- Democrats aren't in office, and oh, exactly. they often feel betrayed by the way Democrats. Uh, you know, perpetrate their their lies about peace. So yep. it would seem to me. I mean, when, when you when Ron Paul goes on these liberal shows, and you'll find him on like The View and things like that, they'll say this is my favorite Republican and things and, and that kind of thing. I just feel like they feel like they're going to be looked at as uh, irrelevant if they put Ron Paul on their show. That's what I feel. Oh, that, that could be. But another very quick point I'd like to make, along the same vein, basically, there's a lady here in my area, in my listening area, you know, where I listen to the show at, so who knows, she could be listening. <laughs> but uh, her name's Kwiatkowski. I, I apologize, I forget her first name, but she's running for Congress against uh, Goodlatte. Right now in our area is Congressman Goodlatte, you know, in the House of Representatives. And I had the opportunity to talk to her on the phone one day, and she's got great ideas. She's a very huge Ron Paul fan. But just like Ron Paul, she's a libertarian, but runs Republican because you know. But uh, like, what's I the point running, running libertarian? Uh, exactly. But unfortunately, I said, unfortunately, she agreed with me. But I said, you know, the nomination is going to go to who the Republican Party wants the nomination to go to. I mean, she can have all the best ideas in the world, but it don't amount to a hill of beans when it's the the establishment that makes the decision. And right now it's the establishment making the decision that Ron Paul isn't in the top three. You know, Ron Paul is, is irrelevant because the establishment makes it that way. I think your statement is more true the higher the office that you go up. So it's more true for president than it is for somebody running for Congress or state house or something like that. The establishment generally doesn't care, um, you know, when it goes down that far. All I can say is the better Ron Paul does, the better it is for the ideas of liberty. I am for it, and I hope he wins the uh, the, the presidential election and all kinds of elections, and it will be great. Jericho, thanks for the call. 
888-450-FREE. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Julia. Coming to you live. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. 855-450-3733. How big is the debt crisis really? Prepare to be dumbfounded. Go to learnliberty.org slash FTL and see Anthony Davies' explanation of the magnitude of the U.S. debt. It's a little over a minute long, this video. But it's stupefying. You have to see it. When you're there, check out the Liberty Academy link that's on the right-hand side. It's a course for people who want free online continuing education in economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. I've picked out these videos, and they are awesome for teaching sort of the basics of the ideas of liberty, sharing on your Facebook pages. LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. Julia, have we finished up this article about the uh, the little kids going pee pee? Because I got some Ron Paul uh, stuff that uh, we could talk about here. It can be done. Okay. <laughs> um, it's it's sad that they were you know that they're doing these experiments on kids and not even telling their parents. This article is from Politico dot com. It's written by Roger Simon, and he says, "I admit I don't fully understand Ron Paul and his beliefs, but I do understand when a guy gets shafted, and Ron Paul just got shafted." On Saturday, the Ames Straw Poll was conducted in Iowa amid huge media interest and scrutiny. The results were enough to force one Republican candidate, Tim Pawlenty, out of the race and catapult another, Michelle Bachman, into the top tier. There are so many top tier stories in them in the media today that I can barely count them, let alone read them all. And Bachman is in all of them by virtue of her victory at Ames. The rest of the tier is made up of two candidates who skipped Ames. Rick Perry and Mitt Romney. As the Daily Beast put it, the top tier Buckman, Perry and Romney created by Buckman's Iowa straw poll win. Perry's entry into the race and Romney's lead so far in many national and state polls has unleashed torrents of talk about the reshaped race. Paul's name was not even mentioned in this piece, nor in many others. A Wall Street Journal editorial Monday magnanimously granted Paul uh, Paul uh, Paul's showing in the straw poll a Parenthetical dismissal, libertarian Ron Paul, who has no chance to win the nomination, finished a close second. That's, that, that's they, a quote? That's from the Wall, Wall Street Journal. A quote from the Wall Street Journal, um, their editorial Monday. This is – and and to say there's no media bias, I mean, is, is, is ludicrous in that, you know, clearly they shape the race, right? Right. And uh, you know, this is what people re- read. Right. What they're, what they're trying to do there, what, what I hear when you re- read that quote was, you know – don't bother don't bother voting for this guy over here because he's not going to win anyway. You know what I mean? Like then people who maybe are undecided, maybe they don't know anything about Ron Paul, think to themselves, "Well, gee, that guy's a weirdo. I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to I don't want to look into him." Sadly, many elections are are uh, the 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 votes in the middle are are idiots that don't know much about the campaign and shouldn't be voting. 
uh, you know, ignoramuses. Maybe I should use that term. Ian hates to use the term idiot because they're they're not stupid people. They just they they frankly shouldn't be voting if they don't know anything about the issues. Most people I know should not be voting. But they'll run out there and vote for the yep. whatever team their mom told them to vote for. Mm-hmm. If it had been an election, such a result would almost certainly have triggered a recount. It was not an election, however, and that's my point. Straw polls are supposed to tell us, like a straw tossed into the wind, which way the wind is blowing. Any fair assessment of Ames, therefore, would have said that the winds of the Republican Party are blowing toward Bachman and Paul. Nonsense, some would say. Straw polls are just organized bribery with the campaigns buying the tickets and distributing them to supporters. And in fact, this is what I wrote before Ames. And this is true. This happened in both the the Paul and the um, Bachman campaigns. And likely Romney would have done that if he participated. But he knew he probably knew that he was going to have a difficult time fighting Bachman in her home turf in Iowa. So he decided to skip it and go for New Hampshire, where that's his home turf, uh, New Hampshire, the state above Massachusetts, where he was governor. I believe he actually lives here. He certainly has a home here. Um, uh, so, I mean, he claims to be a New Hampshireite. So uh, the guy goes on here and says, fine, I'll buy that. But why didn't Paul get the same credit for his organizational abilities as Bachman did for hers? So, I'm far from a libertarian. I believe big government is swell as long as it does big things to help the common good. But after Ames, if it was Paul that had been sentenced, it was as if the Paul had been sentenced to the phantom zone. Bachman appeared on five Sunday shows following Ames. Paul appeared on none. Politico's Kelsey Hunt was one of the few reporters to do a separate story on Paul's showing at the, the straw poll. And, but most of the media, he, um, to, to him, to, to most of the media, he remained exotic, unworthy of attention. I don't disagree that some of his beliefs, legalizing heroin, the rights of states to secede, the right of states to secede, by the way, in the United States, they got united some way, then they should be able to ununite in some way. That, that doesn't seem even crazy to me. Are strikingly peculiar, though he has been elected to a congressional district in Texas 12 times. But if Bachman's victory at Ames was good enough to gain her enormous publicity and top-tier status— why was it that Paul's uh, virtual tie, why wasn't it good enough to, to uh, relegate, relegate him to anything but being ignored? And this is what the media is doing. They're absolutely ignoring the guy. Julia, you and I watched a, a video from, what was it, The Daily Show? Yeah, John Stewart. Very entertaining. Yeah, and, and t- talking about how just disgusting it is that the, the, the media seems to be ignoring Ron right. Paul. Uh, CNN, Fox, the, the, you know, all the cable networks, they're trying to ignore the guy. So um, the author here goes on. He says, so I asked Monday if the media blacked out disturbed him. Um, he asked Paul. It did disturb me, but it was not a total surprise. The results at Ames were significant and it might well have propelled us into the top tier. The media can't change that, though the media can, of course, change that since we get to determine who the top tier is. It's hard for them to accept, Paul says, of his showing at Ames. I had one interview scheduled for this morning, a national program, but they canceled it's shocking to be told no one wants no one wants you. Was this because technically Paul came in second and not first? I don't think so. Four years ago, Huckabee came in in a bad second to Romney, losing thirteen point four percentage by thirteen four point four percentage points. Huckabee managed to spin that into a victory at Ames and became a media darling. But Paul almost wins the thing, and he remains poison. The media believe this guy is dangerous to the status quo. Paul said. Uh, they, the media. But that's a reason to be um, more energized. I'm a bit more challenging, but I'm not on the wrong track. I don't think that my ideas are more exotic. They're threatening. In his interview with me, Paul stressed his peace message. He wants our troops brought home from uh, from foreign soil, and he believes that his fiscal conservatism will gain him supporters. 
We're trying to reverse 100 years of history. The change from a republic to an empire, the change to tax and spending. Who wants to admit that, Paul said? Who wants to admit that we don't have to be policemen of the world? Let me say right here that unlike many of Paul's supporters, I don't believe that there's a left-wing media conspiracy working against him. Ralph Nader, who is just about as far as you can get from Paul politically, has the same problem whenever he runs for president. And no, media attention is not based solely on polls. The most recent polls taken before Ames showed Bachman with 10.2% of the vote and Paul with 9%. That's not a huge difference. It's 1.2%. Those, uh, though those polls will no doubt change with all the publicity Bachman is now getting because of her stunning victory at Ames, there's a deliciously intriguing line at the Washington Post's fine recap of Ames on Sunday. It said that Paul edged out it said that had Paul edged out Bachman, it would have hurt the credibility and future of the straw poll, a number of Republicans said. So don't blame the media. Here are the Republicans, presumably Republican operatives, who said that if one candidate wins, the contest is significant. But if another candidate wins, the contest is not credible. It's amazing and disturbing. Well, yes, I can get discouraged and dispirited, Paul told me. We came very close. To come that close to winning, it shows my views are very mainstream. And if we are worth our salt and our message is sound, then we will tell it honestly. We will do well, though possibly no one will notice. And I think that this is um, this, this is really an amazing sort of uh, you know encapsulation of what's happened. Poor Ron Paul is out there running a campaign. He's obviously showed himself to be electable. He's won 12 times uh, his congressional seat, but the media keeps on ignoring him over and over again. It doesn't matter that he shows up tied with Michelle Bachman. In most polls, she has a stunning victory. That he's ignored. In most polls, he's tied with her. Not just this, this straw poll, in most polls. So... What are they going to do when he wins? Just pretend like we don't have a president? <laughs> I guess. I guess that at some point or another, they'll they'll uh, they'll just have to admit that that he's a top tier candidate. And I I feel like that's kind of happened here. Yeah. Because some of some of the stories do admit that he's he's now top tier. Uh, he's often getting listed. He's he's showing up in the top four, which is huge. Uh, you know, some of these other guys are going to have to drop drop out. Um, you know. This is the the show about your calls, and uh, go ahead and give us a call at 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. We'll continue uh, on talking about Ron Paul or whatever you want to talk about. It's Free Talk Live. Technical difficulty, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free SACL CAI toll-free line. That's how toll-free lines come, toll-free. Free Talk Live, it's Mark with you. And Julia. Let's go directly into the calls. This is the, the show about your calls, and let's talk to Morgan in Indiana. Morgan? Hey, guys. What's happening? I don't often get to hear the... Uh live broadcast. I'm more of a podcast guy, but I was thrilled to hear you reading the Roger Simon uh, op-ed piece. Is that not what you were reading a minute ago? That's right, from Politico.com, right? 
Yeah, I thought you kind of glossed over the fallacy right there in the middle where he explains it all away as, you know, those crazy folks out there that think there's anything amiss here. Oh, my gosh, you know, they do the same thing to Ralph Nader. Well, Ralph Nader's a third-party candidate that we all know gets the third-party candidates are ignored time and time again. That's why Ron Paul isn't a third-party candidate. That's you know, it's it's an interesting idea, but I mean, he, the guy went out and on a limb and and he took a stand that he didn't have to take um, in just pointing out that Ron Paul got the shaft in um, in the straw poll. I guess you're right that there is a, there's certainly a difference between Nader and and Paul in that oh, way. Yeah, he explains it all away as though this happens each and every time. Yeah, Huckabee in the last go around gets what a fourth of what McRomney gets. Yeah, and he's on every Sunday morning show. He's catapulted to fame and. He's part of the top tier, and yet there's, what, 250 missing votes. Ron Paul statistically wins, and there's not a mention, there's not a thing but a cricket chirping to be or a crick, a chirping cricket to be heard. Right. I, you know, I, I, think I absolutely – I don't think this guy's explanations are my explanations. I just thought that it was an article worth reading because he points out that this is somebody else coming from the left, clearly coming from the left – um, that 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 sees an injustice, and if other people can see this injustice, that can only be good for the Ron Paul campaign, right? Oh, I agree. I just think you gave Simon a pass for playing both sides of the field and trying to, you know, explain it all away as though there's nothing to see here. Move along. Well, it's just. You- I, I don't think that he thinks that. I think that he thinks that Ron Paul got shafted, and um, but I mean, you know, that he thinks that lots of people, I guess, get get shafted, and in, in that if they don't have mainstream ideas, and I tend to think that people do get shafted if they don't have mainstream ideas. But isn't that the other pull of this? I actually spent some time last night watching not only 2007, but earlier this year when you got people like Handy and Combs, and they're trying to explain to Ron, you know, Ron, you're not, you're really not a Republican. I mean, you should be running as a third-party candidate, and then we'd have every excuse in the world to ignore you. But you <laughs> insist upon running as a Republican, and so because of that, you 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 have to realize that all these other Republicans they want the exact opposite of what you want. They're warmongers and. They're not talking about the Fed. And yet if you watch those debates the other day, each and every one of these hacks is mimicking Ron Paul to such an extent that it's just blatantly obvious, and yet they're still ignoring him. Ron Paul's uh, domestic policy ideas have largely become mainstream, probably because of his 2008 run. I mean, one of the things that Michelle Bachman said in in one just before she was uh, starting to, to actually threw her bonnet into the ring was that when she's on vacation, and she reads Ludwig von Mises at the beach. <laughs> right. I mean, it's absolute yeah. nonsense. You know, maybe she has read a little bit of uh, Ludwig von Mises, but the idea that these politicians are, I mean, this lady who worked for the as an IRS hit woman, um, was, you know, she's she's real big into freedom. Uh, you know, but the, his Aren't domestic policy. People that tell us time and time again that, you know, the girl next door, I mean, she can be president, right? The Tanya from next door, she can be president. We live in America. Anybody can be president. Well, and yet systematically, time and time again, over and over to the point of just utmost absurdity, they've shown. I mean, the beauty of it is that they illustrate that this isn't a rare occasion. Hopefully people are grasping onto the fact that they deceive each and every one of those that take the time to listen to their stuff day in and day out to the same extent. It's just people are starting to pay more attention now, and this is a blaring example of just how duped they are day in and day out. I agree with you, Morgan. Thanks for the call. Let's go to... 
Country Bob in Southern Illinois. Country Bob. Bob? Hey. What's going on? What would you like to talk about? Hey, Mark, Mike. Anyway, it's Mark, correct? It is Mark, and this is, I'm with Julia. Hi, Julia. Hello. Anyway, I've been listening for a couple of weeks. Uh, we're blessed here in Southern Illinois. Hey, one of these wonderful stations that I don't know the call letters are uh, carrying your program. And I want to uh, let you know that there is not people in Illinois always uh, like your first caller this evening. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't think that caller was necessarily even in an Illinois. That uh, that first guy was just uh, screwing was just screwing around. I think he was. I don't. The next time he called in is somebody else from like Colorado. So uh, you don't don't feel like uh, don't take it to heart. I, okay, I appreciate it, Bob. Thank you. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, interesting show. A couple weeks ago, of course, I'm guessing. But anyway, uh, you were talking about uh, laws, law enforcement. Uh, traffic and uh, the tickets and everything. Yep. And I'll tell you what, there's more you need to learn and know. And uh, not some friends of mine, but I felt like they was friends of mine because I knew a friend of theirs years ago, and they had done research, some Christian research, and they had Black's Law Dictionary. Uh-huh. They understood. Go ahead. No, no, no I, was, I was just, I was just yeah, agreeing with you. Go ahead. Me. Good man. Anyway, uh, they biblically researched the traffic, and here is part of the point of why we're destroyed for lack of understanding. They uncovered a large part of the fraud, and the fraud is that you, me, or anybody has ever owned a vehicle. Okay. When you buy the vehicle and you make the payments, and you're so happy, you finally get the certificate of title. All that means, my friend, is that there is a title. The state keeps the real title, and that is what they use as collateral to borrow money from the feds for the state programs. I hear, I've heard this, uh, this, this proposition in the past. I don't know what it has to do with the Bible, but I've heard this proposition in the past. And I've talked to people that actually do have their own vehicle certificate of origin or whatever it's called, vehicle. Right. Uh, and, the, uh, the number, in other words, they take the actual number of the vehicle in the state it's sold in, if I remember correctly, owns that vehicle. We pay for the vehicles. That's why they can force us. To um, I, to do all the things they do. I don't think this is true, Bob, and let me tell you why. Slaves, because you don't know, and a lot of people don't know that we are in a slave system. Oh, it's a, it's and absolutely a, a form of slavery, story. but slavery doesn't really exist. Like you can't they own the vehicles. Uh, Bob, hold on. I've heard this before, and I don't think it holds water, and I believe I can tell you how it doesn't. Um, I mean, this is is a conspiracy theory. It's difficult to prove. I have talked to people who have done this, gotten the vehicle certificate of origin and all that stuff, and... From what some of them have said is, eh, it's just nonsense. I mean, title isn't an actual document. Title is a, um, it, it's a state of being. You have title to something to you, that you own. You don't have to have a document to prove that you have title. You just have title. So 
a certificate of title is in fact um, you know a statement that you own something and that's fine but what about say you know somebody dr- drives their car here and puts it on a boat and gets it from some foreign country why is it that they have to obey the traffic laws too the government doesn't own their car right Hold on, wait. Hold on, I'll bring you right back. Uh, we can talk about it. We can talk about it when we get back. Hold the line. 855-450 free. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you've wondered, when I say it's the SACL toll-free line, who SACL CAI is, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for your company. They do collections, early out billing. They purchase charged-off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They record every call. They have the best equipment money can buy. You can go back and check on their work to make sure they're treating your clients the way you want them to because they know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. It's Sickle CAI. They're one of the longest advertisers on Free Talk Live. We thank them. And Sickle CAI, the principal over there, Jason Osborne, endorses the AMP program, amp.freetalklive.com. We, all we ask you to do is go over there and be part of our little club. We'll give you some perks. Whether you want, uh, you know, your own call-in line, we've got the AMP line. You've, we've got a free uh, podcast, or not, not a free podcast. You're an AMP member, and and we give you a commercial-free podcast. And there's some other perks. It's amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, it's three dollars a month. We'll make you an AMP member. Amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Country Bob calling from Illinois. Bob, Southern Illinois. Okay, it's Southern Illinois. Jennifer. Hey, it's good to talk to you. I'm sorry you asked me a question that I could not answer as far as the foreign car. Yep. But, you know, uh, as an old mechanic, you know, who in the heck would want one of them dang foreign cars anyway? (laughs) No, no, I meant a car. It could be an American car, too, but um, a car that was... uh, Built in Mexico and uh, Israel and uh, uh, South Korea, all combined and called the American car. What's that? But anyway, honestly, they do. It, it, you call it a conspiracy. From what I've seen from these gentlemen years ago, and I ain't going to name names. I know one name in particular. Okay. They explained that, as for in court, they use our own language as a weapon against us. They do. Uh, honestly. Yep. And they had a great explanation of it. The, the, Black's Law Dictionary, in other words, because we are the ignorant masses running around, and it is up to them to steal the fruit of our labor uh, for their benefit. And all they do is sit up there and know the language better than us. Now, well, they made up the language as, as it goes, and you know, it's, honestly, they do. Yeah, when they when they make law from the bench anymore, like they do, but that's another thing. But anyway, it is uh, uh, terrible for us slaves 
to be ignorant. And I learned a lot so many years ago, and uh, in our everyday lives, I've forgotten a lot of it. But I'll tell you what, the tickets and the everything and the this and the that. I seen a video uh, recently, one old boy in California, uh, he took the law to task. Now, I mean, it costs money and it costs your time. You better have both. Yeah, quite a bit and of it, too. Words, there's nothing to do, but he proved that he did not have to have a driver's license because of the fact, and these other gentlemen I seen on the videotape years ago, because they are not a driver, because our constitutional right is to travel about freely and not be taxed or impeded. Bob, and did you say that you saw a video of this guy do this, uh, that he went to court and proved that you didn't need a driver's I license? I had the uh, phone number. You could call and get one. Uh, it's in my archive somewhere. Well, get that video. Bob, I, I really want to see this video, because I hear this all the time, Bob. Wait, wait, wait. Bob, 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 Bob. Hold on. Hold on. I hear this all the time, this claim that you can that some guy can go in there and prove that you don't need a driver's license. I've heard this claim for the nine years I've been on the radio or ten years or whatever it is now. I, mean, I was only on for five, but go ahead. That's, that's, uh, that's great. And I just want to see the video. Um, could you send it to me at marketfreetalklive.com? I would love to see it because if so, I want to change my opinion on this, uh, this hey, particular topic. I don't topic. have any co- computer anymore, but I'll find somebody with a computer. And uh, let me get out a piece of paper here. I've it's, got the pencil. It's real easy. It's mark at freetalklive.com. Uh, Free Talk Live is the show you're <laughs> listening to. Free Talk Live. Yep. Anyway, and it got me interested in this. A, uh, uh, a friend befriended me years ago out west when I was out there and having a wonderful time. And you need to research Jack McClam. And I don't remember his website. I haven't talked to him in five years. But he put out a uh, monthly paper, and one of his papers was the right to travel, and it explains it all in there. In other words, the states are unconstitutional, thinking that their law enforcement, who are the foot soldiers for the judges, uh, uh, building the judges' retirements, he explained it all years ago in this uh, right to travel. Jack McLam. I've got it here. It's jackmclam.us. Bob, I th- I appreciate the call. You can give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE. This is Jack McLam, police and military against the new world order. And, uh, you know, I would love to see the videos of how one can drive around without a driver's license because I'll I, you know, I just, I bet the cops don't care about that, frankly. I've heard a number of these theories on all kinds of issues. And just listening to the show, mm-hmm. freedom to travel, you know, people can go into courtrooms and say certain things and it's going to immediately alleviate. But it never see. I mean, people talk about it, but I've never really seen any of it in action. I've sure been trying to find it. And the idea, you know, the idea that these people that want to control us leave loopholes in their own system on how we can go about 
without them seems ludicrous to me. Here's what seems like a reality to me. A reality to me seems like government is an organization that claims for itself the monopoly privilege on the use of violence in a given landmass. If you are in that given landmass, it thinks that it owns your butt. That this is an organization of people that have evolved from a simply, you know, lords and slaves in the past to kings and serfs to uh, you know the, these these republics as we see them today, where the masses decide, you know, elect representatives and those representatives decide who is you know who they own and and how they're going to operate they they are politicians that dole out favors to their friends and punishments to their enemies and that's how they use the system and they do it on the backs of the taxpayer that they can't operate because, you know that basically we make the money and that they have to take it from us cuz they're not really doing anything that creates value let's go to Zach in Florida Zach Hey, how you doing? All is well. Uh, I was calling in about something I read about online today. Okay. Called a wiki house. Wiki house. Okay. It's wikihouse.cc. Okay. It's an open source CNC based home building project. CNC. Okay. This is a, this is a drafting program. Yeah. Where you, uh, it's a machine that when you input the specifications and the required materials, it essentially builds it for you. Okay. <clears throat> And, uh, then you put it together. Me. Obviously, it's not big enough to build a house, right? Uh, well, not the machine itself. No, you it put it spits out the pieces, and then you put them together and make a, together. make the house. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a snap tight that's a snap tight version of houses. Zach, hold the line. I want to hear a little bit more about this. It does sound interesting to me. Free Talk Live eight five five four five zero free. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years, you know that they're going to kill you. I mean, they kill more people than just about everything in the world. There's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier. I'm not talking about... You know, stopping smoking. I'm talking. Well, I guess you would be stopping smoking. I'm not talking about stopping taking nicotine. I'm talking about e-cigarettes. Vaporsmiths.com is has offers an e-cigarette that is one of the best ones in the market. This is a good piece of technology. It is not chintzy. It has a large vaporizer so that you get a good puff from your uh, e-cigarette. You'll save $120 a month right out of the gate um, because, well, they're a lot cheaper. The, the, they don't have all the taxes. It tastes better. There's no more ashtray mouth, no more smelling like smoke, no more secondhand smoke. No one can complain about you. Oh, you're polluting my air and all this other stuff. 
is you can get a free starter kit by going to vaporsmiths.com, by ordering 40 cardamizers. That's the things that go in the end. 40 cardamizers should last you between one and two months, as, as I recall. And... You'll get the free starter kit. You'll get free shipping. Just go to vaporsmiths.com. Use coupon code FTL. FTL is in Free Talk Live. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or vaporsmiths.com. 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Also, go to news.freetalklive.com. We have all kinds of ways for you to get updated about the show. Emailed updates, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is that uh, makes you the happiest. It's news.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Zach in Florida. Zach, how you doing? Open source housing. Yep. So this, there's a a machine. It's one of these giant printers. Is that right? That uh, kind of makes stuff that you put in. Um, and Essentially, great things. Uh, well, one of the big hindrances at the moment is CNC machines are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. But uh, they've actually had quite a few projects on Kickstarter to make them cheaper, or actually a machine that makes CNC machines, essentially like a self-replicating. That's pretty awesome. I think that they're going to come down quickly. I mean, they're they're amazing pieces of technology, and the price is going to come down on them quickly because people want There's them. Definitely something that's going to revolutionize, uh, really, technology and. I saw one. Uh, you know, if, if like imagine if you could buy one of these for ten thousand dollars for the home. I saw one kick out a uh, monkey wrench for that uh, a working sort of uh, combination wrench. I don't know what it is, adjustable wrench. You don't have to buy tools of any sort anymore. You know, you punch exactly. in the schematic for a lawnmower. You know, you're riding that thing around tomorrow. Uh, I mean, you know, it could do anything. I, I mean, the, as the technology increases, probably 10 or 20 years from now, somewhere in that range, this is going to be a household item. Well, even more than just a household item, imagine this on a larger scale where you wouldn't need to go to the store and buy a part. You just go down to your local CNC, and they, you know, pop out whatever you want. And then really, you're really not relying on anyone else yep. for anything. Well, I mean, you're relying on the person that has the large CNC, right? Well, essentially. The neighborhood-based CNC. projects become more and more progressive, they're going to essentially become cheaper and cheaper. Oh, yeah. Easier to just make your own. Yeah, it's going to be cheaper and cheaper, no doubt. And this actually reminds me of a project that I saw a little while ago that, same concept, but instead of houses, you can make anything you want to start your own small community. I'm not sure the name of it offhand. Instead of houses, you would make your own your, anything you want to make your own small community. What would don't aren't houses like, uh, what communities are made of? Track like tractors, uh, oh, farming yeah. equipment, yeah. building equipment. Essentially, build other equipment that you can use to build more things or to fix things. I saw this at, at Porkfest. There's an organization that was pushing this uh, sort of open sourced technology idea where they would, you know, that you built your own tractors and equipment. There were 50 pieces of equipment they said that you needed as a community that they that the community needed in order to be sort of self sufficient. That, that sounds like exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat stuff. I'm I'm, I'm really into it, but um, you know, I mean, these th- these ideas have to get some legs and go someplace well, before. Obviously, it's still a little early on. Yeah. Yeah. As good as we want it to be, yep. but. I could see it in five, ten, maybe twenty years at the most. That really, it wouldn't be that hard for any group of people to get something like this, and I don't know, yeah. something like a free state project, and have their own small community, and really not have to rely on any outside influences and just raise. Well, the, the state yeah. is it doesn't care whether or not you rely on. Well, obviously, um, the state is a, is an issue. I'm talking about more financial, you know, not just uh, legislative. 
Well, I, for me, my biggest problems aren't uh, making money. I mean, the average person can make money. It's that the government steals it all from you and uh, spends it We're on. Not making money, but spending money. You wouldn't have to essentially go out and buy anything else. You'd you know just be able to make it yourself. I think that people, uh, you know, are consumer based to some extent and want, um, you know, different stuff like that. I don't know. To me, the biggest problem on uh, the creation of these things is the government, and. You'd have to do something. You have to do something in order to strike at the root. The problem isn't whether or not I can create a lawnmower for myself. It, um, it's you know. Are you going to be sued by making that lawnmower? Am I going to be su- what? The problem would be are you going to get sued by ah. someone else for making a lawnmower? That much you is know, true, right? Like you're infringing on anyone else's quote unquote intellectual property. Yeah, I suppose that makes some certain, uh, some sense. But you're you're right. If they had an open source lawnmower program, which would be shortly after everybody had a household uh, CNC machine, then you know it, you wouldn't necessarily even need an open source. What would stop someone from you know taking something that is copyrighted and just sending it all across the country to these you know it's information. It's really not completely traceable or yeah. I don't know. I mean, with the yeah, I guess I guess that would be the case. Maybe maybe the whoever manufactured manufactured the CNC machines would have a uh, you know some kind of system to stop hacks like that. I don't know, um, you know, but the, somebody would probably have some system to you know circumvent the hack stopping stuff. Of course, that always comes about. Is that what you wanted to share? That's really about it. And uh, it's late. Now I'm calling from Bradenton, and uh, it is just as bad as you always mention. <laughs> yeah, Braden Tucky is uh, the the nickname that they have for Bradenton, and. Uh, frankly, I, <laughs> I don't miss that place at all. I mean, no. <laughs> just Sarasota was much nicer. Sarasota is, uh, yeah, Bradenton is, is Sarasota's little redneck sister. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> just, That's where the people from Sarasota go to get the crack. <laughs> you know, you drive across the border from Sarasota to Bradenton and the number of uh, sort of Jesus bumper stickers just jumps exponentially. Um, oh, yeah. Just an entirely different place. Zach, uh, thank you. Appreciate the call. Let's uh, go to Dusty in Michigan. Dusty? Hi. Uh, I was wondering if you heard about these ATF agents that got promoted after they allowed guns to go to Mexican drug dealers and drug lords down there, and then they ends up killing Americans? Yeah, the... Um I have that story in my show prep. Uh, I guess it's the supervisors of the Fast and Furious uh, program, as it's being called, that uh, where the the ATF allowed, I guess, free people to buy uh, guns that they wouldn't other, allow other free people to buy, and those guns ended up uh, in the the killing of some federal agents. Is that right? Yeah, uh, interesting. How it seems like with anything going wrong with the government anymore these people get promoted it's almost as though it's done on purpose uh, i you know they, they've said this has been the complaint about bureaucracies uh throughout the millennia or at least the centuries is that incompetence seems to be rewarded and you know <laughs> that's what they've done here they've promoted these guys out of the uh the, the the fire whenever oftentimes when law enforcement makes mistakes they get rewards so that it's more difficult to convict them of the mistake making uh can i say one more thing about uh, violence in general sure uh i i know you're very anti you know violence but i i can see a benefit of it uh on both sides uh like uh, in the civil rights marches, when people finally got out and protested, uh, there was violence against them. Yes, which caused more people to say, "Hey, this is wrong." Yep. You know, 
we're going to stand up. Yep. So in that way, I could see a benefit to violence. And and I even believe, I guess uh, you would oppose this, but I believe if somebody, you know, attacks you or is violating you, that you need to stand up against it. And if it... I would say you have the right, but if that person is a bureaucrat, it might not be the most efficient and expeditious way for to deal with the problem. Okay. That's what I'd say. Okay. Thanks, Dusty. In a world where government control is on the wane and freedom can be bought for a reasonable price, one man will unite with a former public transportation worker, a shady senator's runaway daughter, two orphans, a retired space marine, an alien, and an intelligent spider, and journey together beyond the outer reaches of human civilization to protect the future of human liberty. Also, there are space cows. Read it online now at burningrockranch.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. I suppose there might be a way that we could squeeze you in here in the the last segment if you give us a call. But um, we just had Dusty on the line who um, in the last segment, and he... You know, wanted to address the ideas of violence as, as a as as a solution to problems. And I used to be an advocate of violence as a solution to problems, and I am not an advocate anymore because I think it's a poor solution. I think that there are times when, say, you know, you're you know, people always bring up this incident. What if your wife, you know, burglar breaks in is raping your wife? By the way. Burglars generally don't want to rape your wife. They want yeah. to get in and get out and take your TV with them. But, you know, I mean, it's not like it's never happened. They, um, I think that, for one, both, you know, this, both of these people, you know, the, 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 the burglar is, is, you know, he's, he's going through all kinds of uh, issues. How can you best help that person? The way you can best help that person is to stop them from doing something worse, you know, creating this sort of, uh, you know, encumbrance upon their uh, their persona, the way they have harmed somebody. Um, so the best thing you can do for them is to prevent them from doing further harm. If what it takes to prevent them from doing further harm is knocking them over the head with a big stick or, uh, you know, using some kind of weapon to stop them. I don't know if that even fits into the for one. I mean, it, if you use if you look at the dictionary, the definitions of violence don't always mean some in some cases they're they're They don't include defensive force as even a definition of violence. Secondly, um, and, and, you know, this is what these ideas when, you know, that, that if you think about violence as a solution, you spend so much time thinking about, well, when do I get to use it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what's always that's what ate me up about it is, um, you know, you're just these gun polishers um, is basically, for, for lack of a better word, is people that end up, you know, thinking about it. <laughs> I just can't wait till I can polish this baby up and use it on somebody. And it consumes your being. 
it makes you you're, you spend your time thinking about it and this is true with either uh, you know by, by the by i mean non-civil and civil force governments using uh, force against people you know some people think to themselves i just can't wait till them cops come after me i'm going to use chainsaw to cut down some trees that go over the driveway i'm going to trap them in here i'm going to throw some molotov cocktails in their little tank that they drive and whoosh, they're going to go up like sardines in a can or whatever and the 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 i this this same thing happens this this is this consumed me for a while. The difficulty of doing a show like Free Talk Live, where we talk about issues um, of, of you know the government overstepping its bounds on a regular basis, in some ways, in horrible ways, uh, you know, stepping on people's rights, harming them, killing them, things like that. It can be really uh, depressing. It was really depressing for me for for some time. When we picked up, and Ian and I and, and you, Julia, picked up and yep. moved for the Free State Project, we were movers 419, 420, and 421. <laughs> and, um, and actually not movers, but uh, on, the, on the counter, about 218 people or something like that were already in the state when the state was voted on for the Free State Project. You can find out more at freestateproject.org. We uh, you know, found a place with people that understood what we understood, but saw the world the way we saw it, and I began to have hope. That hope has been realized in, in many ways. Uh, you know, the, the Free State Project, frankly, is everything that I had hoped it would be when I signed up for it today. I just hoped that they would get some, uh, some libertarians in office and we can see what that is like to have them in there. But the, you know, so now I don't have to sit around and get all upset about the government overstepping in this way or that way and what you would do about it. So if a cop you know, treats you poorly at a traffic stop or something like that, maybe, you know, beat you up a little bit or that kind of thing. Is it worth using violence against him? Probably not. By the time you're ready to fight back, he's already done, you know, he's already knocked you around enough that you don't have the opportunity to truly fight back. If you do have the opportunity to fight back, um, you, you know, in a court of law, you're just going to be convicted and the news is going to portray you like some lunatic. You're not going to have succeeded in doing anything. So, um, you know, so many of these people, the best thing, the best thing to fight back against uh, bureaucrats and police officers that abuse their power are cameras and audio recording devices. It worked. Um, well, I was I was very impressed. I'd recently watched the trial footage from um, Pete and Adamo's Mm -hmm. trial in Massachusetts and very impressive, historic trial, um, you know, going to show that the cameras is is really you were talking about that lady earlier um, who had shown that in that same town, actually Greenfield with the same charges that that um, that that cop who had abused his power, who had just beaten the man blind was wrong. That's why they're so scared of him. Yep. And also in Ian's case, Ian's case, he was uh, charged with uh, both obstruction of official duties where he stood purposefully in front of a police car. Uh, our main host, Ian, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, um, the guy who's normally on here where I, and sitting in the seat that I'm sitting in. He had been charged with standing in front of a police officer trying to stop a, an arrest that he uh, disagreed with. Well, he certainly got convicted of standing in front of the police car. There, that was on video. But the police officer also charged him with resisting arrest. And it was obvious from the video that he didn't do that. So he was exonerated from this more violent type crime um, in, in name. I don't know whether it's considered a violent crime or not. This resisting arrest. He was exonerated by that. Um, it certainly because, sounds ugly. Right? Resisting arrest. It, it doesn't sound good. It sounds like you punched the cop in the face with a broken beer bottle um, or, or something like that. And the... 
what this <laughs> what this shows is that well these cameras if the jury had just heard the cop say yes he resisted arrest and Ian said no I didn't resist arrest they obviously are going to find for the cop all the time this is how it goes 66% of felony cases this wasn't a felony are found against the defendant 66% in a world where 99% of people, more than 99% of people, uh, uh, have choose to take a plea bargain rather than taking it to court, or actually they have their uh, cases dropped or something like that, but only 1%, fewer than 1% actually take their cases to court, you would think that the people who are taking their cases to court likely believe strongly in their own innocence. Some of those people who believe strongly in their own innocence actually are innocent, but 66% of them get found guilty. So the um, you know the idea that that um, you can do anything to sort of violently resist the authorities, they're just so good at this. These people kill from the sky with robots that fly. Okay, <laughs> like you can't do anything to to resist. That them. is what they know. Yeah, well, you can resist them, but you can't resist them with violence. You can only resist them by showing that they are violent people. And this is how civil disobedience uh, activism has worked throughout the years. And we have interviewed and read many studies that have shown over and over again that violence is a poor system for for making change. Yes, it worked in the revolution uh, of the United States against uh, you know the, the colonies against Great Britain. It certainly worked in that way. But that doesn't mean it's going to work now. Um, you're talking about the, the difference at that, that point. The, the best military in the world was really not armed much differently than, the, the, than this ragtag group of rebels. And But, you know, today there's a huge disparity in the difference of the weapons that the government has versus what you have. So you can't fight a war against these people. You're going to get overpowered in any way, shape or form. It's been showing that with communication with the Internet, that nonviolent resistance is been getting more effective at the turn at the turn of the 20th century. So from 1900 to 2006. Nonviolent versus violent revolutions, uh, you know, civil uprisings, things like that have been nonviolent ones have been twice as effective as violent ones. And as time goes by, the nonviolent ones are getting more effective and the violent ones are getting less less effective. So you're probably at a one to three to one to four scenario violence, although I understand why one might choose to use it, why one would be tempted to use it, believe me, I still get these flashes of anger against bureaucrats. I get it all the time. I, you know, These people do not take responsibility for their actions. They don't mind hurting you and your family. They're just doing their jobs just like Nazis putting Jews on trains. They're just, you know, to me and to my mind, they're acting in the same way. If they were told to do it, they'd do it because it was their job. It's a very natural reaction, violence, the thought of violence. Yes. But, but that's just it. It's just a reaction. And it's, it's, it's not going to be an effective one. And so Especially I would counsel anyone who's so upset about these things that they would give their life, because that's what you're going to do if you're going to act violently against bureaucrats. If you would give your life for your beliefs, well, go ahead and give your life. Sign up for the Free State Project. Move your life up here to New Hampshire where you will have hope and you will see in your lifetime more freedom because that's what's occurring here in New Hampshire. That's what we're going to see. You can have it. It's being preferred to you. If you would rather have the the violence and the negativity and the upset and the anger, it's yours for the taking. You may have it. If you say that, well, I can't do it because of this, that, and the other, well, aren't those the same reasons why you can't commit the violence? Makes sense. Free Talk Live. 
It's been Mark. And Julia. Th- Julia, thank you for coming in and helping <laughs> me out with this. Oh, you're welcome. Free Talk Live. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 